lock and load. This is Steve Dace. The Steve Dace Show. And greetings. Happy Wednesday. Welcome to the Steve Dace Show here live and on demand on Blaze TV radio and podcast. Steve Dace here with Totters and Aaron McIntyre. I'd like to begin before I lay out what we're going to talk about today. I'd like to begin with a public service announcement. Hmm. Or maybe more of a request, if you guys don't mind. You guys okay with that? We're going to find out. All right. So can I just uh, start here with a little PSA? Stop freaking talking about Amber Heard. The damn country's falling apart. Stop. Coming up on today's show, we are going to dig deep into a couple of political stories that developed last night. Uh, The first of which is something I heard from a little birdie. Donald Trump, actually I heard this from a couple of little birdies, that Donald Trump is anxious to announce his 2024 candidacy right now. Maybe even as soon as, and I didn't put this in what I sent out last night, maybe even as soon as 4th of July weekend. There is a concern about uh, about a sham indictment from the DOJ, which would clearly just be done to try to stop him from running. So the, the thought is get out ahead of that, as opposed to announcing after the sham in, said sham indictment goes down and then there's a little concern about a certain governor in the state of Florida and the momentum that he seems to be gathering and the amount of headlines that he is generating uh, so we will break that down and how that could actually have a fairly large impact on what we see in the 2022 election uh, I will explain on that front speaking of the 2022 election You know, it's a tale as old as time. It's a tradition unlike any other. Whatever party is about to get absolutely mollywopped in the fall midterms always tries to play it off like losing a special election or a series of them that they had no business losing is no big deal, right? Uh, Republicans lost a series of these in 2017, 2018. They tried to spin them all the way that it wasn't a big deal, and then they turned around and they lost 40 House seats. I remember when Scott Brown upset uh, and pulled the upset for Ted Kennedy's seat in the special election in Massachusetts in 2009. Ah, that didn't foretell anything. Next thing you know, we've got a Tea Party wave, right? I'm here to tell you, I, I, I shouldn't make it an absolute, because if I do that, someone will bring me an example of when it was not, okay? But it is nearly a metaphysical certitude. That if your party is getting upset in places that has no business losing in special elections, that is almost always a terrible omen for what is coming in the fall. And one of those occurred last night in Texas's 34th congressional district. So we will highlight that and then we're going to walk through why we could be seeing something that is rare. Most watershed elections... And I'll give you an example of what I mean, okay? Uh, 1952 was a watershed election. That was the famous Dewey Beach Truman. Huge upset, Harry Truman was toast. Why was that a watershed election? Because uh, Harry Truman nearly got 50% of the black vote. Something beyond inconceivable for a Democratic candidate at the time, which is kind of weird to say these days, right? Uh, And nobody saw that coming, and that's how Harry Truman pulled that upset. Uh, You go and look at 1964 was a watershed election. 
where the full migration of black voters from Republicans to the Democratic Party that began with Truman and then escalated further with Kennedy became complete. 1980, a watershed election, the formation of the religious right post Roe v. Wade. 2008 was a watershed election as the Democratic Party turned the page from Clinton triangulation to a full-fledged leftist party. It's rare, though, for a midterm election to be a watershed election, simply because the president's not, you know, running for office. This has a chance to be one, though, when it comes to Hispanic voters. And I will lay all that data out for you because, man, if there's a... I was going to say, if there's any topic you've been lied about, you've been... My bad. <laughs> of all the topics you've been lied to about... This is one. This is, And this is one of many. They are legion. Uh, this is one of the biggest lies you've been told. But what makes this one unique is it almost always came from the people wearing your uniform. Like the time Marco Rubio called me on the phone, begging me to support his amnesty uh, sellout. Because if we didn't do amnesty, we'd just lose the Hispanic vote forever. It's what he told me on the phone. I'll never forget that. Just a bit outside. But I will lay all of that out for you because we want you to not come here to get marching orders. We want you to come here to get equipped to give out marching orders on your own, to lead, to bloom where you are planted, to lead where you live. We're not here for clones. We're, we're here to deputize. We're not here to make disciples. That's the church's job. And I'm not anybody you should be following, frankly. We are here to deputize. Meaning, here are the rules, here's how the weapon is fired, and here are the targets. Now, go and do likewise. That's what we are here to do. And it is important for you to know this since, frankly, the, the, the news source more of you have trusted more than any other, and I get why they are the most trustworthy, which is a little bit like being the one-legged man at an ass-kicking contest, but they've lied to you about this as much as anybody has. Almost all the worst lies on Hispanic voters have come from your own team wearing your own uni. So we will discuss those two major political events today. We have buy, sell, or hold coming your way as well. The Weekly Prophet of Woe and Lamentation will be joining us later on too. Don't forget about our friends over at Bonner Private Wines, one of Todd's favorite partners on this show. We all have our vices. We all have our, or in Todd's case, self-medications, and this is one. Uh, when you go to BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Steve, you'll get access to some of the finest foreign red wines in the world, grown at up to 9,000 feet deep in the Andes Mountains in South America, where they still do winemaking the old-fashioned way, and it's not loaded with a bunch of additives, preservatives, sugars, etc. And they'll give you half off the retail price for the wine and half off the shipping. And by the way, Aaron and I like these wines too. They are very, very good. If you want to try them today or try them again, take advantage of that special deal and you don't need a promo code you just need to go to bonnerprivatewines.com slash steve b-o-n-n-e-r bonnerprivatewines.com slash steve speaking of aaron here is his rundown of what happened while we were away 
What happened while we were away brought to you by the canary in the coal mine. Texas's 34th congressional district has the second highest percentage of Latino voters in the United States, was plus 13 in favor of Biden in 2020, and the region it represents has not been represented by a Republican since 1870. Last night, this woman, Myra Flores, won a special election beating Democrat Dan Sanchez. The seat was previously held by Representative Philemon Vela, who stepped down earlier this year to become a lobbyist. Flores is the first congresswoman to be born in Mexico, and her husband is a Border Patrol agent. Elon Musk said on Twitter last night he voted for her, the first time he's ever voted Republican in his life. Given the historical factors I just laid out, Flores' win is a canary in the coal mine for Democrats' prospects this coming November. Moving on, Ditch McConnell is the latest Republican senator to indicate he's on board with a potential bill encouraging states to enact red flag laws. The thing is, Bob, it's not that I'm lazy. It's that I just don't care. Whoops, wrong clip. For myself, I'm comfortable with the framework, and if the legislation ends up <coughs> reflecting what the framework uh, indicates, I'll be supportive. Old man yells at cloud update on the same day the White House issued a proclamation shining the light on World Elder Abuse Day. Joe Biden went to scream at the AFL-CIO. Oh, you, you, you're ignorant. That's the Wright Brothers plane. At Kitty Hawk in 1903, Charles Lindbergh flew it 15 miles on a thimble full of corn oil. Single-handedly won us the Civil War, it did. Whoops, wrong clip. I don't want to hear any more of these lies about reckless spending. We're changing people's lives. All I'm asking is for the largest corporations and the wealthiest Americans to begin to pay their fair share in taxes. I'm deadly earnest. Steve tweeted last night one of his little birdies is telling him Donald Trump is eager to announce his 2024 run as soon as possible in order to get out ahead of a potential indictment by the Department of Justice as well as a crowded 2024 primary field. Something to keep an eye on. Elon Musk again last night said he's leaning towards supporting Ron DeSantis should he run. In other news, independent journalist Savannah Hernandez went to a pride parade recently and asked a couple of young women why they started pretending to be something other than women. I think at like 10, I knew that I, I think at 10, but I wasn't like, I wasn't clear on my gender. Yeah, I, I think it, it was around like 10 as well when I, I started questioning if I was bi. And then since then it was kind of like a, a slippery slope because I kept, I was like, am I bi, omni, lesbian? And then I, I kind of like came to the point and then now recently I've been like, am I pan? But then I like, I think... Now I'm starting to realize that I'm queer, but yeah, it was, it started around 10. It wasn't like fully formed, but I guess like that's when I realized, wait, that's a possibility. In San Francisco, California, of all places, men showed up to a drag queen story time. Who brought the pedophile? First of all, you have to wear a mask. No, thank you. Who brought the pedophile? It's not obvious. We want to know. You're required. We want to know. Well, we'll make the exam. Thank you, though. Who brought the pedophile? I just want to know. The story time is actually for children. It's for, well, then why is the pedophile here? So if you guys could please... Why did you... No, 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 no. We want to know why there's a pedophile here. We saw videos of what that thing does. Yeah. Why did you... Hey, it's got videos. You see a lot of pedophiles in here. Why did you allow a pedophile? On YouTube of what it wants to do to little children. Why did you bring the pedophile? 
I don't understand. I don't understand. Yeah, and why would you bring your children to a sidewalk? Yeah. Yeah. The World Health Organization is apparently set to rename monkeypox because discrimination or something. A new study of 731 triple jabbed healthcare workers found that those workers' long term B and T cell immunity against the current variants of COVID was weakened, suggesting the COVID jabs are indeed hurting these recipients' long-term ability to fight off a virus once they've contracted it. And finally, this tweet from lefty blue checkmark Steph Haberman. The anti-vax crowd's favorite talking point these days is, why are vaxxed and boosted people getting COVID multiple times? Is such a spectacular cell phone. They're getting it multiple times because they're not dying the first time, my dudes. That means it's working. And that's what happened while we were away. I keep getting pregnant despite this birth control patch or IUD or pill I take, but that just means it's working because otherwise I'd be having triplets every one of these times. Aaron's Montage is brought to you by Tyga Coolers. Uh, It is officially, almost anyway, next week, summer. The unofficial start, start of course, is post-Memorial Day, and you might be looking for uh, a new cooler, particularly one that comes with uh, a lifetime warranty. It's 100% American-made, and they can even customize the lid for you. If you've got if you're going on a travel team with your kid, you want to put them on the cooler or a picture or a wedding picture, uh, just about anything that isn't, you know, obviously obscene or violates a copyright, they can put that for you on your lid and customize it for you with these outstanding coolers. They've done that for the three of us as well. And you can also get 10% off when you use the promo code Steve when you go to tigacoolers.com. T A I G A T A I G A. Listen, some of the ideas that they send me for customized lids they want to do, I'm not entirely comfortable talking about on the show yet. So that just goes to show you these are your kind of peeps. All right. This is where you want to spend your money. All right. Head over to tigacoolers.com, T A I G A, tigacoolers.com, and uh, use the promo code Steve for 10% on a discount. And if you just want a regular old good, sturdy cooler, they'll do that for you too. All right. So let's get to the two, two items that I teased here at the top. And I want to begin with what happened in Texas 34. And I, I think we need to provide a little historical context. So I want to share some, some data with you. And this is data that comes from the Roper Center on Elections from Cornell University. Okay. And I went back and looked at decades of exit polling uh, f- uh, via Cornell Going back to 1980, there's really no point in looking at election data prior to 1980 because that was the last major political realignment within the electorate that we've had. We've had a major political realignment within corporate America, but that's the last one that we had within the electorate. Now, we might be living through one right now. There was some talk that maybe the realignment was Trump adding this rural base. The problem was, though, that he added the rural base at the expense of the GOP's own suburban base. So that was just kind of more of a shift, per se. What we could be looking at here, though, is a realignment, is a watershed. So when you look at these numbers, all right, you're going to see two numbers. The first number is the percentage of overall turnout in that election year that Hispanics were. And then you're going to see the percentage that the GOP received in that election. All right, so 1980, the Hispanics were just 2% of the electorate. Ronald Reagan got 37%. In 1984, they were 3%. Ronald Reagan got 34 
1988, they were also 3%. Ronald and George H.W. Bush got 30%. In 1992, they went back down to 2% of the electorate, and George H.W. Bush received 25%. In 1996, the number more than doubled. They went to 5%, and Bob Dole got only 21% of that number. In 2000, the number increased again to 7%. George W. Bush got 35%, and he was running that year as the first Spanish-speaking Republican nominee, if you'll recall. In 2004, the number ticked up to 8% of the electorate, and Bush's number went way up to 44%. And I'm going to tell you why here in just a moment. What changed from 2000 to 2004? I'll tell you in a minute. In 2008, it ticked up to 9%. And so we have the Republican who was cutting the grand bargain with Ted Kennedy to bring amnesty to the GOP. John McCain is the nominee, and he was rewarded with just 31% of the Hispanic vote, a 13-point decline from the previous election. In 2012, you had Mitt Romney, uh, I think my dad's Mexican, and let me go on Univision and uh, uh, shake out the Etch-A-Sketch and go from an immigration hawk in the primary to open all the open all borders all the time. Uh, and Hispanics were 10% of the electorate in that election, and Romney dropped to 27% of the Hispanic vote. In 2016, it's Donald Trump, uh, putting out uh, pictures with him and taco salads for Cinco de Mayo and talking about that one Mexican judge and look at the fact that all we get from Mexico are liars, thieves, and gangsters and rapists and murderers. All right, And Hispanics are 11% of the uh, electorate and he actually outperforms Mitt Romney. He gets 28% of that vote. And then in 2020, Hispanics, so in a generation, you see a massive leap there. They're now, they were 13% of the electorate in this last election in 2020. And Donald Trump's percentage of that vote increased to 32%. So here are some takeaways from this information, some conclusions. Number one, you're seeing that this demo has exploded in turnout in just this generation. From 2% of the election to 13% of the election, and now rivaling the percentage of the electorate that is uh, that is black voters. That's explosive turnout amongst uh, Hispanics. Number two, this election cycle right now, if in every public data poll you look at, Joe Biden is anywhere from minus 12 to minus 25 net favorable with Hispanics. And now we have this election in Texas's 34th congressional district last night. What was, would you say it was Aaron the first time since 18, 1870, 1870 yeah. a Republican had won in that region? So you're watching a historical break from Democrats by his, Hispanics. That's what's happening here. An opportunity for a real watershed event. And those typically don't happen in midterms. Usually it requires a strong personality as the face of something. Or the nationalizing of a particular issue, like the civil rights issue in, uh, in 1964. Or a strong personality like a Reagan or an Obama. It's rare for these things just to kind of happen organically within a midterm election. But you might be watching that happen right now. I mentioned I wanted to go back to 2004. That was the best prior GOP result with Hispanics. It was 2004. What was unique about that year? Do you guys remember next to the economy, what was the number, the, the, the next most pressing issue in the exit polls? That was the priority of those who voted. Moral values. Moral values. There were marriage amendments, 
on the ballot in, in Florida and Ohio. The marriage amendment in Ohio may have very well won George W. Bush his reelection. And George W. Bush is the last is the only Republican president this century to win the popular vote. He's the only one since 1988, his father, to do it. Despite being an illegal immigration hawk and saying some of the most incendiary language we've ever heard on the topic from a national candidate, like the kind of stuff that Tom Tancredo was like, okay, is what Trump was saying and doing. Despite that, Trump outperformed Romney with Hispanics in 2016 and McCain with Hispanics in 2020, who were both pro-amnesty. So the translation here is the ultimate poll, folks, is the actual election results. That's the ultimate poll, are the results themselves. And as we walk through all that data I just showed you, there is absolutely no correlation whatsoever between the GOP growing Hispanic support via amnesty. None. There's, there's none. This is one of the biggest scams and lies that you have been told in a pantheon of biggest scams and lies. What makes this one, though, unique is it almost exclusively came from your own side, from Fox News hosts, from Republican politicians, pretty much all of their consultants. Why? Because they're all corporatists. And the GOP corporatist donor base just wanted cheap labor. So they just lied. When Marco Rubio called me on the phone, he either is really bad at this, which frankly is possible, or he just lied. If he's just this bad at this, if that comforts you, okay. We all could use all the comforting we could get these bleak days. Which brings us to Trump and what I heard last night. I try my best, and I'm, and I'm going to try my best to separate what I personally think and feel from what I objectively and analytically see. I've always tried my best to do that, which has often angered and offended the people that agree with me the most because they want me to spin. But I'm going to just—I'm just going to tell you up front, up front. I—I I think with Ron DeSantis on the board, I think it's a bad idea to run Donald Trump again. To quote the great prophet Han Solo, I got a bad feeling about this. However, I'll also tell you that I'm not even confident that DeSantis will run on a personal level. And on a personal level, I also don't think that Fox News viewers who keep giving huge bank to Sean Hackety Hack don't come back. I don't think they'd even, I don't, they'll never let Ron DeSantis be president. Well, there's Steve, there's always 2028. Yeah, we'll say that to Mike Huckabee. There was always the next time. Mitt Romney, there was always the next time. Chris Christie, there was always the next time. 2008 was going to be his window. He passed. A lot changes. Six years ago, we knew what a woman was. Think about that. We knew what a woman was six years ago. We knew what a women's track team was six years ago. We knew. A lot changes in six years. I'll be somewhat pleasantly surprised if John Brown hasn't arrived 
within the next six years or John Brown's for that matter. So I, I just don't see Fox's base of Paul Mall, you know, inhaling cursing grandmothers. I, I just, I don't see them. I mean, they're going, I mean, they're, there's no way they're letting Ron DeSantis be Trump. The, I think, I think the only way and I'm, I'm just going to say, I'm just going to tell you this because I'm just going to be, I'm always going to be as honest with you as I can. And, when, and that last caveat is, is I can't betray a confidence. That's what I mean. Okay. If it betrays a third person confidence, I won't do it. Short of that though, I'll spill my guts to you. I think Tucker Carlson would have to do to Donald Trump what I did to Mitt Romney on WHO for, for Ron DeSantis to beat Trump. That's what I think would happen, have to happen. Meaning a third party would have to do all of the oppo research that, that the campaign can kind of wash its hands of and not be tainted with and just focus on messaging. I could be wrong about that, by the way. But if there's one thing I think I know a lot about, it's getting your ass kicked by Donald Trump. I mean, I can write that that book, chapter and verse. Now, DeSantis is a stronger candidate at this stage than Cruz was. Trump is a weaker candidate right now than he was a few years ago. Which brings us to those numbers in 2022. This is now me taking off the hat of what I personally think. And one of my buddies who's a huge DeSantis guy says, you're just too, you're just too spooked by how Trump kicked your ass in 2016. That, that could very well be true. That could very well be true. So let me let me take my, this is what Steve is, how Steve feels his hat and what Steve wants and put on the hat of what Steve sees and thinks. If I were advising Trump, I would absolutely tell him to announce a candidacy as soon as possible to get out ahead of any potential indictment. I would absolutely tell him to do that. It also might deter them from actually indicting him, okay? But this is where Trump's interests and maybe your interest as a Republican voter this fall don't intersect here. The Democratic base is beyond dispirited. Having Trump formally announced as a candidate would change that instantly, overnight. Overnight. That fire would be sparked overnight. They've got something to triangulate off of. Joe Biden would not utter a sentence that did not have the name Donald Trump, regardless of time, place, or issue. Because they also have to limit his sentences because he can't remember much. But he'll remember that. Instantly, I, I don't think they can win the House. I think the House is toast. And when you look at what happened in Texas 34, I think you could be seeing, if I, were, if I was a Democrat in a red state, and I was in a district that was anything less than plus 20, I would be very, very nervous. Very nervous. Hell, if I was a Democrat in any state and I was in a district that was less than plus 15, I'd be very, very nervous. I think you could see several George Nethercutt level of, of, of upsets this year. Not saying, you know, you're going to see members of the House Democratic leadership lose like Nethercutt when he upset Tom Foley. I just mean underfunded, largely unknown candidates out of nowhere that no one thought had any chance. And we sit here, you know, a day or two later. Well, nowadays, three weeks out later after we count all the votes up and the guy actually won. Stuff like that. I think you could see a lot of that. The Senate, though, even in this environment, it's a very small margin for Republicans. I, I mean, I really think the absolute, absolute best they could get to. Like, if it's like, you know, Democrats are losing like 60 House seats, I think the Republicans could get to 55. Maybe. But what happens if they betray their base on guns? 
And then Trump announces, and their base now is a lot more inspired than it is right now. I could see that being the difference in whether you get the Senate or not, and how many of Biden's confirmations or how many of his judges get through. So these are very interesting times in which we live. Gentlemen, what are your thoughts? Well, I completely agree about when you put uh, the hat on about advising Trump. And if you'll recall, a month ago, maybe I was skeptical about Trump running again for the very reasons you're mentioning. And we were also talking about how many people, the over-under on how many people he'd be running against. Mm-hmm. He want, he wants no part of that. That's right. I, you're absolutely right. Earlier is better. He needs for to him. Be, for I'm him. not sure it's better for anybody oh, else. No, no, no. I'm not talking about you. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about him because he wants to be viewed as inevitable. He, he does not want to be on a stage again with 16 people that in his mind that diminishes him and that does diminish yes. him because it doesn't respect Correct. the guy so you're you're absolutely right that it, it, the longer he waits to do something like this is a, was a sign to me that he wasn't sure so you're absolutely right and your birdies are absolutely right about the need for this early all right, Aaron, we'll get your thoughts on this before we go to buy, sell, or hold here in the next segment. The other thing this will do is drive up Trump's negatives because he'll be covered more often now. Yeah. So it'll make him more formidable in the primary, but it, it's longer for them to soften him up for a general, right? Yeah. We'll get into that when we return. Our friends at Alliance Defending Freedom recommend, or I should say represent, all of their clients pro bono. For those of you that went to public school like me, pro bono means, never mind. Uh, They represent all of their clients pro bono, and several of them they have taken all the way to the Supreme Court. They have won a lot of landmark cases. Uh, And that means, though, for that pro bono to continue, uh, they need a little uh, uh, proration from all of us. Uh, They sustain themselves on tax deductible donations from people like us. And again, you know, our policy on the show is to is to try not to directly ask you to donate to something that we have not directly donated to. Our family has directly donated to Alliance Defending Freedom, which is why I am comfortable asking you to join me in doing the same. If you want to make a tax deductible donation today, you can head over to adflegal.org slash Steve. That's adflegal.org slash Steve. All right, so let's put a bow on the conversation we were just having, looking at the results in the 34th district in Texas last night, and historically how that is, and what we're seeing with Biden's approval amongst Hispanics, we could be looking at a watershed that was hinted at. Uh, Trump clearly made huge inroads with non-college educated Hispanics. That was the dominant group that he grew his Hispanic vote with in 2020, and now we're seeing that spill over as the country goes to hell and the border is controlled by drug cartels, and they could have gotten that if they, you know... Uh, stayed back in their native countries. So why come to this country for that? So we tied that into the other scoop that I got last night that Trump is looking to announce a 24 candidacy as soon as possible to get out ahead of a potential Department of Justice uh, sham indictment and also to get out ahead of a, a, a crowded field of candidates, but one in particular, the current governor of Florida. We, we, we heard what Todd said, Aaron. I want to give you a chance to have a crack at this. So go ahead. So just um, two or three things here. I, I think 
as far as Trump goes here, uh, he's not going to get back on Twitter. If he announces, he's still not going to get back on Twitter, even if he's reinstated. What really fed the constant 24 hours Trump, 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 Trump news cycle when he was in office and running for office? The so-called mean tweets? It was the mean tweets. Yeah. Now, barring the possibility that all of those journalists are going to go just get on Truth Social, uh, which you know could happen, I, I think it's going to be a little bit less uh, easy to constantly react to everything he says or puts out there on, on social These are media. some pretty lazy people. That exactly. is a valid point. Uh, that se- is a valid point. Secondly, as well, yes, I agree with the overall sentiment that this gives the Democrat base something to get riled up ag- about. At the same time, though, Trump's not on the ballot in November. He's still not on the ballot. So um, it, it could be, though, as you laid out with the Senate, the margins are still pretty slim. It could be enough to maybe buttress uh, uh, the, 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 the highest point of the red wave that's coming. Uh, but he's still not on the ballot. So I'm not really sure how directly Democrats are going to be able to draw a line from Trump to fill in the blank race. Thirdly, I want to address what you said about Fox News, because I would have I would have had a different answer a year ago. And I think there are a couple of different factors. Your overall point is that you think Fox News outside of Tucker Carlson is going to be absolutely and maybe in, Laura Ingram and maybe Laura Ingram is going to be absolutely in the tank for Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. I would have disagreed with that a year ago. However, I have seen uh, look at uh, Miss uh, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson over here. They're very, very wealthy. Uh, Operation Warp Speed was one of my favorite uh, accomplishments. Uh, let me just endorse Mehmet Oz. It, this is going to piss off some people. The swampification of Trump actually makes me agree with you now. Hmm. The more he gets swampified, I think the more likely it is that Fox News is going to be in the tank for him. Because I don't think Fox News prefers to throw their support behind him or Ron DeSantis. Which is why another factor is, who else might jump into the race? Who, might, who else might jump into the race? I think Fox News is looking for any out they possibly can between DeSantis and Trump, hmm. whether that's a Pence or uh, I don't know. I don't think they would go for uh, uh, what's the former secretary of state Pompeo? Uh, Pompeo. I don't think they would really care about him. I could see them starting to get behind Pence, though. Um, so I, I don't think that they want either of those in the race. But I would have said something completely different about a year ago. I would have said that they would have between Trump and and DeSantis, they would have been all in behind DeSantis because they would have had the fear of January 6th all the time with Donald Trump. You know, he still mentions every now and again that the election was rigged or stolen, uh, mostly just rigged. What's he not really talking about all that much at his rallies that he should be? The political prisoners. But he's not talking about that. And so he's not as much of a, of a threat, I don't think, to Fox News that he would have been or that he would be if he were. So I think they I think they absolutely would be all in outside of Ingram and Carlson. Uh, they would be behind Trump. Interesting, because I mean, I've already gotten several emails from people who think because he maintains the election was stolen and it was because he maintains the truth that the election was stolen. And that is such anathema over on Fox News where you can't you can't discuss 2000 mules on the channel, unless it's Bill Barr condemning it, okay? Um, that, I, I don't see him being outspoken. I, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe my perception he's still is pretty wrong. outspoken about it. He is. It's just we don't see him outspoken almost about anything because he's out of sight, out of mind. He's not on Twitter. He's not a candidate, and that's why his numbers. He, by the way, he's still underwater in net favorables, but it's he's 
nowhere near where he was as president. So um, that'll be a fascinating dynamic to play itself out. I think you make a, 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 an interesting choice to consider, as do I think the people in my inbox who think that that's why Fox will absolutely try to kneecap him because they don't want to re- go back and relitigate the 2020 election. You have any thoughts on that before we move on? Because we have plenty of time to get into this, obviously, in the next you know two years. But it's just newsworthy right now. You have any further thoughts after what oh, Aaron had to say? Thank you for the out because <laughs> you know I need it. I will just say. Regarding Fox News, remember, within the last week, they came out and went full uh, transgender child. So I, I, I have no idea uh, what ultimately they are, the squirrels in their brains and their souls are scrambling uh, to do right now. But I do know that just like with the politicians, it also behooves Trump vis-a-vis Fox to not wait and let them set the terms and again this is not me rooting for him but the sooner or later trump just is viewed as inevitable helps him because even if uh, people don't get behind him and the long knives come out everybody gets to see that in reaction to him instead of him reacting to it i'll say this you know i get a ton of emails from people fox lost me on election night they've lost me since i don't follow hackety i don't do that i'll just say this man sean hackety uh, decided the Pennsylvania Senate race. Sean Hannity ended Kathy Barnett. Like in two nights. So someone's watching. Someone's paying attention. Uh, again, I, I, yeah, some of you are going to go through an election cycle with me for the first time. And one of the things you're going to learn about me is I don't, which maybe you haven't learned about me in every other area, I don't pet you. I don't pet me. These guys will tell you what I privately think. I just kind of told you a little bit of what I privately think a few minutes ago. Does it make me happy that Sean Hannity carries enough clout that he ended Kathy Barnett's Senate race in two shows? Were we dancing the the jig at the Champs-Élysées here over that? and High-fiving each other and butt-slapping? No, I'm furious about it. Did it happen, though? Yeah. Yeah. So do we do that? We're not the program, and we're not supposed to be the side that denies reality. We still do that, just not as egregiously as they do over there. But we don't deny the reality on this program. We try not to ever do that. That's the reality of this situation. The reality of this situation is that Sean Hannity ended Kathy Barnett's campaign. That's the truth. So there's still enough Paul Mall inhaling boomer grandmas watching that show, still more concerned about Hillary's emails. Hell, I'm concerned about Hillary's emails too, but didn't Trump run the damn Justice Department for four years? How many, how many of those days could Hillary Clinton have been, could, could she have been arrested? Could we have locked her up like we chanted for a year, right? Right. Right, so we, and we didn't do that, right? Right. Right, so if we're not going to do anything, then forgive me, I, I care a hell of a lot more about the complete and total annihilation of my country and the fact that a lot of people can't afford a damn thing than Hillary's emails. We're still doing shows about seven years later or whatever it is, right? Right. But there's clearly an audience for that. And I think it's that audience that is going to make it very, very difficult for Ron DeSantis to beat Donald Trump. Yeah. Even though I think even though I think there's a really good chance that Ron DeSantis could come to Iowa and beat Donald Trump, but Ted Cruz did too. Absolutely. It'll be what will happen after that. It'll be what will happen after that. That will be that will be the key. Okay? Because it Hannity didn't start in on Kathy. He was promoting Kathy Barnett until it looked like she was gonna beat stop Mehmet Oz from becoming senator, and then he went in on her, right? So um 
We just don't have a precedent for being able in Iowa, because of people, frankly, like me, we have set a precedent that we can defy the Fox News Overton window in presidential races. We can do that parochially here. But what is the precedent that we can do that nationally? What is the precedent for that? I think there isn't one. I think we will find out, though. I, I think we'll find out whether or not Tucker Carlson really will go to the mattresses. Because I think I think Carlson for, for sure would would um, would be willing to support DeSantis over Trump. I, th- I think so. That's the perception that I have. Is he really re- ready to go to the mattresses basically against his own network? I think we'll find out. Let's get to buy, sell, or hold. Brought to you by our friends over at realestateagentsitrust.com for these unprecedented times. Bing. Make sure you go into the real estate market with an agent, then you need this more than ever before with what's going on right now. I think I read yesterday, I mean, when we refied, we got an obscenely low rate just in the fourth quarter of last year. Did I see that they were, that interest rates for 30-year fixed mortgages was up over 6% now? Yeah. Wow. I mean, wow. So... Folks, make sure you go in with somebody who understands this process, understands the market you're moving out of or moving into, understands the financing market and everything else that you need to know to make sure that you have a successful process here when you get involved in the real estate market. Get that agent where the name kind of says it all. You're going to find them at realestateagentsitrust.com. Again, head on over to realestateagentsitrust.com. Here's how Buy, Seller, Hold works. Aaron, with some help from those of us or those of you in the audience, throws towards uh, Todd and I a series of questions, lists, predictions. No topic is off limits. Todd and I decide with hopefully a good reason why we are buying that or why we are selling that. And um, if for any reason that you choose to use your one and only hold, though, if you choose to use that one and only hold for any reason other than, wow, Aaron, that's a fireball offense. You let that on the air. We will tape your eyelids open and we will force you until you pass out to watch Sean Hannity talk to Lindsey Graham on loop. There it is. Buy, seller Lindsey. Very nice. Aaron, go ahead. This is our first buy, seller, hold suggestion. This is from Michael Fortson, who created this graphic. Nice. This should be the new graphic for buy, seller, hold. And I'm okay name. with it. I'm Bye. okay with it. You all right? Bye. All right. You know what? It's so say we all. It's done from this time forward. <laughs> buy, seller, Lindsay. Yes. Um, we'll get to that next week, maybe, because I, I I brought this as a backup. We'll start with Jerry Davis, who says, in the era of wokeness and identity politics, that era will be coming to an end in movies and TV within the next 18 to 24 months with Disney, Paramount, the BBC, uh, all tripling down on wokeness. I agree. I'll buy this to some degree. I even like the specific holdouts that you mentioned. I even think you're pretty spot on where that is concerned. Um, You're already seeing that trend line kind of happen right now. Um, So I'll buy into that. But this this will all just like it was politically correct in in the 90s. And then it was intersectionality in the 2000s. And and now it's wokeness in the 2010s. This will this is demonic. It's an agenda. It'll just get recycled. And a few years from now, if we last that long as a people, it'll just be repackaged as something else. And we'll be complaining about that all again. But I largely agree with that. And I even think you've noted the right holdout. So I will buy. So wait, this is saying it will come? It'll largely wane in the, during that period of time, except for the exceptions that he noted. Sell. 
But we, we, so am I hearing this right? Because Aaron, you and I were talking off air. This does this have a it? It's going to. So it has to reset sooner or later. Common sense has to prevail. Am I getting I that? Think, I think maybe this is um, kind of Netflix is dewokifying yeah. their corporate We've already cor- culture right now. Oh, um, yeah. So with these three exceptions, no, 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 no. see that's dewokifying their culture. See, uh, is is in order to just like make the trains run on time internally has nothing to do with the content they're going to produce. It's it's going to be more and more well it's not gonna common sense is not returning in it, 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 short of short, short of um this going to fallout war I, what where's the moral incentive where does that kick in anywhere how is this going to happen this is wishful thinking to me Next up, we'll go to Coke Zero Holic, who says more legit conservatives would be elected if states held their primaries during the summer. Sell. Yeah. Uh, the, we need our actually fewer primaries and more conventions. More conservatives would be elected if we stopped holding primaries, period. And they were all uh, done at nominating conventions. That would actually be the right mechanism. So more legit conservatives would win if more legit conservatives ran. Well, there's that too. Yeah. Uh, moving on, John Hensley says at least fifty percent of the people who voted for Chuck Grassley in the, uh, in the Iowa primary have no idea he's an octogenarian and he would be over ninety if he finishes his next term. So that is exactly why they did it. You have it opposite. They did it for that reason. So yeah, uh, he, they, they they know they absolutely. That, know. That's his campaign. See, and this is yesterday. It is his campaign message. It's, I'm old. I ride a tractor, and I'm the same guy that's been visiting all of your counties since the '70s. That's his key message, guys. He doesn't run on issues. He runs. That's the message he runs on. So I am 29 years old. I'm the youngest one in my family. My father was eight years old. Eight years old when Chuck Grassley first won the elected office. Hmm. Guys, you. the people suck. I'm sorry. I know it doesn't doesn't do clicks. I know it doesn't sell subs. But this is why I got out of primaries and got into radicalizing my audience. The people are the problem. The people are the problem. The people are the problem. They want that. They voted for that. That's what they want. It's comfortable. Yes. One more quickly before we go to break. Gladly Fringe says by 2026, the show will have gone full Mad Max with Steve sitting behind a desk made of My Patriot Supply pails and his Tommy Johns with a build bar hanging out of his mouth and a tinfoil hat, tinfoil hat provided by Patriot Mobile. Todd will be on the run after finally going postal and the last known picture will have him with a full beard donning a Pope Leo uh, uh, outfit yelling, what are you prepared to do? Aaron will be floating in the corner having fully transformed into the Cheshire Cat from having you cut lunatic videos off uh, day after day. I'm going to sell because that's happening long before 2026, (laughs) guys. (laughs) Okay. But I love, but I'm feeling you. I'm feeling you. Oh, bye. You're bye. I'm in. Yeah. I'll be shocked if that happens, if if I last until 2026 at this pace. Yes. Back here with Hour 2, live and on demand on Blaze TV, radio, and podcast. Steve Dace here with Totters and Aaron McIntyre. Let us know what you think about what we think. You can do that one of many ways. Email us, steve at 
SteveDace.com. That's D E A C E. Like us on Facebook. Look for us as well on MeWe Parlor, Gab, and Getter. Follow me at Steve Day Show on Twitter. Uh, Getter is actually Steve Day Show. And then also on TikTok and Instagram. And then you can finally uh, look for me as well uh, at Real Steve Dace over on Trump's Truth Social. Get clips of the show for free without any censorship as well. When you go to rumble.com slash Steve Day Show. And once more, the last name is spelled D-E-A-C-E. For those of you that are podcast listeners, we thank you so very much. We are right now in the midst of getting some of the best podcast ratings for the show we've ever gotten i mean and we're just very very flattered very very thankful uh if you've not yet done so please leave us a five-star review uh and if you do and you've got a question that you want to have answered in a future ask me anything coming up again on monday of next week put that question in your five-star review and you will go to the front of the line todd forgive me how many of these did we have like five of them already that we went to last week there were a few right of people who put their questions in their five-star reviews oh well we had way more than that that okay. were on there. All right. Yeah. Oh, great. All right. So you've got even more you can go back to then if you want to do that then. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. So we did. We we started that practice this week and several of you went to the front of the line. So please, if you've got a question and you're willing to put in your five-star review, put it there and you will go to the front of the line here for the next Ask Me Anything on the show. Thanks to all of you that have previously left us five-star reviews, have hit the subscribe or follow button for us. We are very, very grateful. Thank you. This part of the show, or part two of Buy, Seller Hold, brought to you by uh, our friends over at Eden Pure. It is the best-selling thunderstorm air purifier, and I put that puppy to the ultimate test recently in our home. Teenage boy who is already doing daily off-season workouts for high school football. You remember those days, right? Uh, I played soccer. Oh, of course. Yeah, I should have. Oh, I should have. I should have. I just, just. Oh, I am ashamed. That was. I, am, I just. Uh, Speaking of smells, that's what. What's your cologne? That Dodd? is something that. Uh, Smug. Uh, I, I just want because again we will be as honest with you as we can. That is a stench that Eden purifiers uh, cannot help you with. Getting that stench off of you. Getting soccer off of you. <laughs> <laughs> they, can't, they can't get that off of you all right um but um just about anything else uh they can help you with including a teenage boy's room after he has uh, done a two-hour workout and weightlifting session at a school they can help with that trash cans cigarette smoke dirty diapers pets uh are no match for the powerful thunderstorm air purifier from eden pure and best of all by the way no filters to buy over and over again. So you save money as well. Uh, it comes with a three-pack for whole home protection. You'll get all three units for under 200 bucks, And shipping is free. Uh, when you go to Eden Pure, just like it sounds, E-D-E-N, Pure, EdenPureDeals.com, and use the discount code Steve3. My name for three for the three-pack. Steve3 is your discount code. Remember, the shipping is free, and you'll get uh, all three units uh, for uh, the discount code Steve3 to save $200 when you do. All right? Uh, that's when you go to Steve3 with the discount code there at EdenPure.com. Uh, EdenPureDeals, I should say. EdenPureDeals.com. All right, let's get back to part two of Buy, Sell, or Hold. Aaron. Go to Eric Footer now, who says Trump pushes the jab 
because a very large portion of the Republican Party is older and is for the jab, but has failed to see that the energy of his base is against the jab. I will sell. sell. Uh, He just simply pushes the jab because of ego and believes that he is the Winston Churchill of COVID stand, that he saved the world uh, from the uh, evils of COVID. I, I, I don't think it's motivated by anything other than that. Yep. Next up. Cold Brew Stew says Lindsey Graham's diet is rich in soluble fibers and protein, including fish, peas, citrus, white rice, and nuts. Oh, hate you. Bye. That is one of the sneaky good best ones we've ever had. I see what you did there. I didn't know this segment was brought to you by Postmates, right? Yeah, this is, and we okay. just had somebody saying, like, it's going to bounce back in the entertainment we're going to get is actually going to be better. We no, are. Not, we, we have actually no, seen evidence of this, what he's talking about. It has, it has occurred to some degree already. It's already happened, but no, but, no. but I'm absolutely buying this. You bet. If anybody's a bottom. Yeah. Next up jailbird says the only thing worse than the long haul frigid winters of the Midwest is the hotter than the surface of the sun, humid summers of the Midwest. No, oh, okay. no. Sell, sell, sell. I've enjoyed this. Yeah, yeah, my wife doesn't call me. My teenage teenagers don't call me. Dad, I'm off the road because it's too hot. I went off the road, Dad. Come help me. No, 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 no. no. Bleep no. Mother bleep no. No, no. No, 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 no. Sell. I'm selling for two. Dude, this is a dude code violation. Stop talking about the weather unless... If you are over... I'll give it to you if you're over 75. Stop. All right? This is the comfort thing I'm talking about. Stop it. It's just the weather. Hot or cold. Deal with it, man. I I agree wholeheartedly. Sorry, I had to fix my uh, earpiece there. I agree wholeheartedly unless we're talking about winter. Then, of course, at any age, See, you, can com- yeah. you can bitch and complain. Yes. <laughs> God, you're so soft. I'm sorry. What were you doing in high school? What was that again? <laughs> We're so soft. Soccer. Okay. Hey, Aaron, go ahead. Next up, a Florida man says the leaked road draft will achieve the intended consequence of strengthening the federal baby killing law. Uh, the delay in releases to allow protests to justify the decision. I don't understand. Basically, hmm. nope, just yeah. uh, d- 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 interpret I mean, this for me. Uh, I can see this from the perspective of Roberts, whether it's right or wrong I uh, is he s- saying that it will be a stronger opinion now because of s- setting an example that doing this kind of stuff yes we will not we will not uh well, be it, intimidated it'll be issued in the face of crazy that has already happened instead okay. of anticipated and this you know, okay get, get it out of it i could i actually agree with that, that. I, I think that yes. that is far more likely if i had to guess i mean if 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 we were taking bets here man I mean, the, the the house is betting on we're going to get the exact same opinion almost verbatim that was leaked and sit here and wonder why the hell they spend 50 days, why they just release it right yeah. away. Can you believe it's okay. been almost a month, basically a month and a half? Yeah, it's been 44 days yeah. or something since that opinion was leaked. Uh, but if I but if I were a betting man, um, I do think the odds are absolutely higher that the opinion will be stronger and now include Roberts than that they would actually go back on it as a result of this, because... This does work both ways. It's just, it often, we just hardly ever see it work our way because we're often represented by people who don't demand sufficiently that it does. And so 
these people are institutionalists. Just like the, the, the Biden doesn't Biden doesn't want his voters wearing masks on planes either. What they want even less than that, though, is to set a precedent that they can be beaten in a Florida court. And, 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 and beaten because they failed to show any level of standard of efficacy. You see the point I'm trying to make? Mm-hmm. They want to they want to be the ones like Canada just out of nowhere yesterday decided, all right, no more jab mandates to fly to, to fly domestic. Fly wherever you want, even if you're on jab. Just out of nowhere. Canada lifted that restriction yesterday. Why? Because it's a psyop. This is what Marxists do. And now now suddenly Justin Trudeau's maybe maybe I had that wrong. All that time that he basically imprisoned me and gave me a yellow star, and then out of nowhere takes it away, it's like political Stockholm syndrome. You see where I'm going at? This is classic hostage conditioning Mm -hmm. brainwashing technique. They don't want to set the precedent that you can that you can force them and and hold them accountable to any standard other than whatever we say goes. And that institutionalism here is going to work against the baby killers because they don't want to set the precedent that, yeah, you can come burn down our brownstones anytime you want and we'll, we'll do whatever you say. It's just, it, it could have worked both ways this entire time. It's just, we often put people in our, in, to represent us in these institutions who really did not because they had an R after their name and we didn't truly vet them. But it, it, it could have been happening like this all along. It just... We didn't, we didn't make that happen. Next, it's Tyler Morgan. The NBA should start its season on Christmas Day and end in mid-August before the NFL and college football seasons begin. I, I will buy. I've long been a proponent of the NBA starting on Christmas Day. No one pays. I mean, like literally no one watches until then. Um, and it, it's not, this isn't Johnny Most calling games from the Boston Garden in the 70s with no AC and we're watching, you know, Brett Musburger sweat his hairpiece off, okay? Everything's AC'd now. Everything's weather controlled now. They can play those games well into August and fill that role, that hole in between football and everything else. I completely agree with this. Bye. Uh, Sal, why should the NBA do what makes sense when no one else, I mean, name image like this? The argument is... Make your money, as much money as you can. There's no other standard other than making the money, and now the NBA doesn't get to just do this earlier whenever it wants to, to make the money. I'm not going to hold the NBA to a different standard than everybody else. Just make your money. Don't do anything that makes sense otherwise. Next up, Trigger Let's Go Brandon Morning says, Republican senators will join with Democrats to pass amnesty during the 2022 lame duck session. Sell. Especially if Trump announces. Odds go, whatever you think the odds are of that now, if Trump announces early, um, they go they go down. Sell. Agree. They would have cut that deal all this time. They will they will sell. I I would I, I still buy. I just Trump's mercurial nature, the trajectory though that I've seen him on recently. Where whoever has his ear, I, I could totally see Lindsey Graham going, paying a visit to Mar-a-Lago. Hey, hey listen here, buddy. Uh, we, we just need to do this or else immigration is going to be off the table forever. I, I could totally see Don, Donald I get Trump. Why you, I get, so I get what you're saying. So let me explain why I was so quick to sell. Because I didn't offer any explanation, really. 
Republicans need they they know they know you're lazy. But they also know you're not stupid. And and so they they need a galvanizing moment to to try and justify doing the betrayal of you that they wish they could have done every other day of the week up until this. And this, you know, this last school shooting provided that. The last time it came this close to Republicans selling us out on guns was after Sandy Hook. And they almost did. Bill Cassidy was going on Jimmy Kimmel and everything else. They almost did. But then they, in the end, they did not. They spent over 10 years lying to you about immigration, the politics of immigration and the Hispanic vote. And now all this data is in the open of Hispanics revolting against Democrats. They don't. What I'm trying to tell you is they don't have the political cover to do this. And I know what you're going to say. Well, that's why they would do it in a lame duck session. The number one mission statement of the Republican Party is what? Screw conservatives. Okay. The number two is you can't do it, though, in a way that it becomes obvious we're screwing them. It is very rare for them to screw you way out in the open. And at a time on something that you're really paying attention on. Because that would then urge you to go out and get there and, and, and primary them and do so this time successfully. They don't, they don't have a fig leaf to cover their nakedness on, the, on immigration right now. And, and they think they do on guns, but they don't on immigration. Particularly when we're sitting there month after month and, and, and every month it's the next. And here's the biggest, here's the biggest uh, you know, uh, uh, cavalcade of, of you know border uh, surges we've ever seen here's the biggest group of border uh, you know invaders we've ever seen that happens every month they don't have that fig leaf but otherwise they had the they could have cut that deal this entire time so that's that, that that's why i gave the answer that i gave but trust Makes me sense. i don't like that answer either i'd prefer yeah. i would love them to f you on everything i would i would I would like them to tell the truth about everything because I think that's what it will take to get our people motivated sufficiently to finally, ultimately, and irrevocably, and with expedience, do something about this. I don't think they're going to do it just because there's way more uncertainty in general right now about the thing that they can control what they're doing. But I agree with they would they would do it. If there was more certainty about our political landscape. Next up, Dylan Hinkle says American cultural Cold War turns hot in less than three years. Uh, on some level, bye. Yeah. I, I mean, hot. This, you know, this is, you know, skirmishes and some, in some parts. I mean, again, cities burning, things like that. I mean, really, yeah, it hasn't it kind yeah, of already. Yeah, already yeah. yeah. It already has. So yeah. I have to sell. Yeah. Um, Republicans will decide how hot this gets, not Democrats. What do I mean by that? Because what produced John Brown's in the 19th century? It wasn't the evils of slavery. It was the recognition that the political system that you're voting for in place of, of that wasn't truly and meaningfully going to confront it and do something about it. That's vigilantes take over when the hope is lost in the established order. Vigilantes happen when hope is lost in the established system. 
Lexington and Concord happened years after appeals to King George. And it was only after it was very clear, oh, now you're going to put the Redcoats, now they're not just going to stand a post on my street. You want me to put them in my house? I'm going to quarter them now? Now, that's human nature. We, we, we react. That's why I want them to lie to us more. Because human nature is we will not take sufficient action with conviction until we have no other alternative. We will not listen to Patton and MacArthur preemptively warn us about China or a post-World War II Soviet Union. We don't listen to preemptive warnings. We take, we're sons of Adams. We, we take the Piet Pet. We always take the path of least resistance as a species. That's why, that's the reason we're doing this stuff in terms of activism now and skepticism now that we needed to do 10 years ago is because we're a hell of a lot less comfortable than we were 10 years ago. We're a hell of a lot more scared than we were 10 years ago. And if we were as uncomfortable then as we are now and as scared then as we are now, we would have done it then. Do you see my point? Mm-hmm. We won't do it unless there's no other alternative. There are many years I could have lost over 100 pounds. I just hadn't finally reached the level of embarrassment. Wow, I'm tired of not fitting in this restaurant booth. I'm tired of asking for a seatbelt extender on a plane. Any American hears the story. I don't care if you're born in freaking San Francisco and your parents took you to drag queen story time hour in the libraries there. Every American knows about Jesus. Every American knows who he is. Everybody, every American knows what the, what is, what's at least some of his claims are. Every American knows the words to the songs we sing at Christmas. Not until we are fully confronted with the fullness of our sin and the patheticness of our, of our inability to live life without God's guidance and that connection in our lives, do we actually turn to him? Turning to God when you're at the bottom is easy. It's obeying him when you're at the top that's hard. Or you think you are. So the Republicans are going to decide if this gets hot or not. Because in these next two cycles, they are going to do very well. It's just in the next two, yes. The next two, they'll do very well. Frankly, I think the Democrats' best chance to win in 24 is nominating Trump because they can steal an election versus him and claim that they had a precedent to justify it. And I still don't think their odds actually of beating Trump are very high. The next two elections should be very good for Republicans. When, when they take power after them, though, did they sufficiently? This is why I don't know Ron DeSantis, guys. I'll say it again. I know Donald Trump a hell of a lot more than Ron DeSantis. I spent 10 minutes in a hallway 10 years ago once with Ron DeSantis. Probably couldn't pick me out of a police lineup. Well, Stevie endorsed your book, Fauci and Bargain. I had to go to Mutual Friends for like two weeks to get that endorsement. I don't know how to get hold of Ron DeSantis. Has he ever been on our show? No. Never. Trump, in previous iterations, before you guys came to work here, was on this show a lot. I don't know the guy at all. I don't know if I'd like him personally. I've never met Casey, his wife. So this isn't like I've got some personal angle here. The reason why I'm so enamored with his political potential is because of what I'm about to say right now. I am afraid of what happens if Republicans happen. 
If Republicans win these next two elections, you want that thing to go hot? You want to see what modern day John Browns look like? Have, it's not going to be the Democrats that do it. Their craziness is banked into the cake. That, that's, that's, the, that's the constant in this, in this formula. The variable is the people you elect in response to that. Will they meaningfully confront it? Will they meaningfully deflect it? Will they meaningfully interpose between you and it? Will they meaningfully push it back? Will they meaningfully punish it? Has he done all of those things? Yeah. He's done them all. The guy in Florida has done all of those things. That's all I care about is results. I love Ted Cruz to death. I'm, I love the man on a personal level. I am sick to death that he's out there bitching about inflation after he voted to give $60 billion of printing press sheets to, for Ukraine to flush down a toilet in an unwinnable war. That all we've done is extend by killing more innocent people that didn't have to die. This is, I will tell you, this is almost never about relationships to me. It's one of my character flaws. You're talking to a kid who he lived in a basement bedroom to hide from his dad. Who got involved in every extracurricular activity, every sport he could to avoid going home. Who went to 11 different schools. I'm way too comfortable on my own. In an unhealthy way. Every now and then my own family has to go to me and says, hey dad, man, you're kind of turtling on us again. What's up? I'm totally fine. Just hanging out in my man cave by myself. Way too comfortable with it. It's not healthy. I'm not governed by relationships in this business at all. It's one of the things that's frankly held me back because it's a largely relationally driven business politics is. I just want some damn results. And if I think, man, you've got Asperger's syndrome, like a lot of people think, frankly, DeSantis does. Or I think you told a bunch of lies about the candidate that I worked for and his wife, but then you turned around and got elected and did stuff I liked. Guess what? That's my guy. All I care about is the results. I'm not here to make buddies, not here to make friends. As the great prophet Nick Nolte once said in the movie 48 Hours, we ain't partners, we ain't brothers, and we ain't friends. I just want collars. That's all I want, results. I just want results. And I am afraid if, if, if we get the full devil in a red unitard in Main Street that we're getting right now, and then in response, vote red waves in these next two elections, and they meaningfully do nothing. They Missouri compromise this thing. Because that's what sparked Bleeding Kansas. That's what sparked John Brown. Where will our people go? You own 300 million guns. You're not going to just sit in your homes forever and say, you know what? Yeah, go ahead and chest behind my daughters. Yeah, go ahead. Castrate my sons against my will. You know, Especially when all the economic incentives that might have caused you to look the other way, those are kind of being taken away at the moment too, yes, right? Yes, they are. So then what is... What is, what is Oh, and if you if you give a like a cited opinion on social media, they just censor you and ban you. Okay, so I can't speak up. I you won't pay me off like at least you used to. You won't even buy me off. You'll have ten dollar a gallon gas and you'll love it. You'll eat bugs and you'll be blissful and own nothing. And on top of that, chest bind your daughters and castrate your sons. You're right. We'll just sit here with the three hundred million guns we own indefinitely. No, you won't. And no one will. That's history. That's the human species.
And that is my fear. And that's why I'm like, no, we don't have six years. And a lot of people are saying this, frankly, because it won't offend anybody and they don't want to lose their audiences. So the perfect situation for them is to just everybody rally around Trump this time and everybody rally around DeSantis the next time. Like it's some kind of hierarchy. Hell, maybe six years ago, Ron DeSantis won't deserve that because the Ted Cruz I worked for six years ago, hell no, would not have voted for $65 billion to friggin Ukraine. A lot changes in six years. And that is my fear. That we're going to run to this red wave sanctuary these next two elections and get nowhere. And then we're going to say, well, I guess you know what that means. And then it's on. I would like it to not be on. More Americans died in Antietam than any singular event in American history. I would like it to not be on. I get to not be on, but it will be. This is why there's encyclopedias and history books and Wikipedia pages. Things end like this. There is in, in the entire history of our species, there has never been a peaceable transfer of liberty and property and prosperity from one sector of a culture to another or from one culture to another. And there never will be. The guy in Florida has shown he takes names and it's not just on the public unions like Walker. It's on everything, literally everything. The only health department in America that says don't give that poisonous jab to kids is Florida's. It's on literally everything. But sure, man, let's just run it back again. And let's, let's have Jason Miller and Rudy Giuliani debate whether he was drunk on election night or not. All the same stupid BS that, that feeds their narratives and lets them completely dominate news cycles. And since this guy is nothing but a media caricature, he can never rise above their media narratives. He usually beats them at them, but then he's still playing in their sandbox. We need to crush the box. We need to nuke, we need to Moab their sandbox, guys. Not beat them within the sandbox. We need to turn the sandbox to an ash box. It's ash. It's a steaming, heaping pile of ash. And you know what exists in Florida? Pile after pile after pile after pile of ash. We are at the end here. We are in the end game here. I have three kids, 21, 17, 15. We're at the end. Damn it! Is anybody listening to me? We are at the end. I'm sorry. Todd, what did I tell you this morning before we went on the air? I don't know. This impending feeling that we're constantly six to 12 hours away from societal collapse. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. I am rattled. My countdown, Steve's talking about his family. This is, I'm within the month of saying goodbye to my oldest daughter, putting her on the road, her hopes and dreams in light of what I weigh and measure just like Steve is every single day. It's, I, I am Gollum. In that respect, 
uh, my heart is simultaneously filled with uh, pride and that level of darkness that this is her inheritance and I can't possibly see the end of what these four years bring. So Steve doesn't need to apologize for a damn thing. There's... There's just some times and some days, but it's with increasing frequency, almost like, you know, I have a little bit of experience with this in the last year, almost like uh, birth pangs getting closer and closer and closer together. Days where it just seems like this thing ain't, this thing ain't turning around. Daniel Horowitz will join us next. If you're a dog owner, then you love that uh, little rascal. He's a big part of your family, your pet. And so you know that its health and happiness means more than just feeding it and giving it water, especially when the food that you're giving it, not your fault. uh, It's just the way that we make food these days. We do it for humans. We strip all the vitamins, minerals, and nutrients, or at least a lot of them out of there. That's why we have to take so many supplements these days to put that stuff back in for the same reasons they do it with our pets. Uh, Mass distribution, mass production and uh, long shelf life once they hit the big box store. And now, thankfully, though, there's a supplement for your pet as well. It is called Rough Greens. And maybe you're thinking, how will I know that it works or my, my dog will like it? Well, that's where we make you this offer. We're going to give you the first 14-day jumpstart bag for free. We do ask you to put in for the shipping so that you have some skin in the game here. You're you're invested now as opposed to just randomly sending out free packets that then just gather dust and don't get used. You're far more likely to use this free packet if you have something invested in the transaction as well. We believe in this product so much, we want you to give this to your pet and see if you don't see a difference in your pet in two weeks or less. Our dog Cap absolutely loves this stuff. All right, so if you want to try it for the first time uh, right now, get the first 14-day jumpstart back for free. When you go to roughgreens.com, R-U-F-F, that's how it's spelled, roughgreens.com, or you can call them at 833-ROUGH-DOG. Let's bring in the weekly prophet of woe and lamentation, friend of the program, friend of humanity. Uh, Daniel Horowitz is here with us, brother. How are you? I'm doing all right, Steve. I just can't contain my excitement for Mitch McConnell to become Senate Majority Leader. Indeed. How about you? Uh, I, You know me. I mean, I'm just sitting here, you know, on the edge of my seat. Um, two things I want us to address, and then we'll see how much time we have left. One of them is what you have written out today about what's going on with the latest Pfizer authorization and the poisoning of our children and what their own data is actually showing now uh, with all of the further disclosures with the Pfizer documents going on. Can you lay that out for our audience, please? Sure. There's never been a violation of the Nuremberg Code to this extent since Joseph Mengele. I mean, this is unbelievable. In two weeks from now, the FDA committee, the same committee, is going to meet for the future framework uh, of vaccines, basically to allow them to concoct any formulation without human trials, which is no different from what they're basically doing now because they're fraudulent trials, because it, it doesn't work and they need for new variants, and that's what they're saying. But two weeks prior to making that declaration, which is today, 
they're approving the old formula when it's no longer an emergency. No one's dying from it. Kids never did. And there's millions upon millions of ailments, thousands upon thousands of academic pieces of work on every ailment of every part of your body created from this thing. And it doesn't work. It's negatively effective. They're putting it, going to approve it for babies and toddlers. This is really the biggest story of the week. Not a single Republican really will talk about it because they agree with it and have no problem with it um, because you just slap the word vaccine on it and it's all great. But what is astounding is, you know, I was considering today. If I, I identify as a vaccine, will they listen to me? I tried identifying as Ukraine. That didn't work. That didn't if, work. If I identify but, as a vaccine, will they listen? So Ukraine, you know, uh, he just gave another billion dollars to Ukraine. Ukraine and Pfizer are really the only two things that have an unlimited spigot. There's no amount of money that's too <laughs> much for them. But, you know, I, I've been thinking about I've, I've been talking about the fact that we haven't built an oil refinery since 1974. And the Chevron CEO said none will ever be built again because it's impossible to get financing. It's impossible to do it. And I was thinking, imagine if Pfizer would have that regulatory structure or imagine if an oil refinery and you know, we don't put that in our body. We put it in our cars would be guided by the same um, regulatory process that Pfizer is their own trial straight up screams fraud. It's straight up from head to toe on safety and efficacy as problems. So we were told that it doesn't work to stop COVID, but it works to stop critical illness, but kids don't get critically ill. And indeed in all of the trials, none of the placebo or the trial group ever died from it. So that's why they couldn't use it. So then they said, well, let's look at blood antibody levels, which we've never done. A clinical trial is for clinical outcomes. So let's look at blood antibodies. Now, we've already learned that all these people with antibodies get COVID, and a lot of them are dying from the virus. It doesn't mean anything. It literally doesn't mean anything, and one of the committee members said that, but that's fine anyway. Now, you might be wondering where the control group comes from. So, I mean, there's a bunch of details. I'm not going to bore your audience with it. It's at conservativereview.com, and you can see all the details. But they took a control group of adults from Pfizer's previous trial last year for a different variant and their blood antibodies, and that was their control group. In other words, it's not a randomized controlled trial. Um, and then all of their uh, placebo groups were un uh, unblinded. You literally have um, – uh, they did have serious illness, they claim. Six out of the eight of them were among the vaccinated. There was one hospitalization. It, that one was among was vaccinated in the trial group. 1.4% um, of those in the trial group had serious adverse events. Steve, that's one in 71. Mm -hmm. That is – Prorate that for 500 million doses. If you extrapolate for America, that's 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 several million people, yeah. which is about the number. I told you this last week that several studies and data points are honing in around, which is very interesting. It, it is literally negative efficacy, straight up fraud. It's riddled with it. It's there in plain sight. You can't chalk it up to just an emergency because even our government has ended all the emergent policies. And they're putting it upon the least emergent population. Th there are no words, Steve. This is straight up 
Planned Parenthood. This is straight up. If you are not fighting this, you are not pro-life. There is a nobody's risk-benefit analysis could this ever be justified. It is an outdated shot that is negatively effective. In other words, if you're if you're juiced up with the Wuhan spike, you will be more likely to get and have worse outcomes from the current variants because of the pathogenic imprinting. It's it's just I, I, I have to pinch myself to realize that this is happening to us. I, I just I can't believe it. Nothing matters. It's the stuff of history books, brother. It's just the the previous people that lived through those periods. They also couldn't believe that this was going to go down in their time period either. Right. It always it always happens like this. No, no civilization is ever not surprised. I mean, we were the greatest generation was beyond was beyond stunned when the the sirens went off at Pearl Harbor on December 7th. Okay? I mean, this is not unique. It, it this is the human condition. I mean, the Israelites had generations of prophets sent to them warning that the day would come. The day would come that God would take his belt off and spank his children. They still didn't believe it. And then one day, one day there's this group called Assyrians and they have come to take the northern tribes away, put bits in their noses and take them away. And one day there's this guy named Nebuchadnezzar who starves the city. We never see it coming, Daniel. We never do. We're always stunned when this happens in the times in which we live. And I'm not really stunned it's happening. I am stunned that there is no reaction to it. Name me the number of candidates running on this. Name me the number of elected Republicans even there is, speaking that, I mean, out about I, it. I just told our audience we have one health department in the entire country saying stop giving this to kids and it's Florida's health department. There, yep. there is, there's, the, there's one political candidate for federal office I have donated money to in the last, I don't know how many years, and it's Ron Johnson. And it's just it's it's simply because he's the only one trying to expose on any level what you and I are talking about and have been exposing, you know, this entire time. So in most of our careers, we have had to confront the lies that our people believe. Okay, and our politicians believe based on propaganda from the other side. Right. Okay. there's one issue that's very unique where we have had to confront the lies our people have been told by their own news outlets and politicians. And that is the issue of immigration. I don't believe there has been a singular issue with more self-delusion and more lies from the time Marco Rubio called me on the phone to personally lobby me to support his gang of eight. Because, quote, we'd never, ever win. Hispanic voters will be like black voters if we don't support amnesty. That's what he told me on the phone. And yet, we've got all these data points. We've got Trump outperforming what... McCain did in 08 in 2020. We've got Trump outperforming what Romney did in 2012 and 2016. Um, we've got, you know, anywhere from 12 to 20 points in every public survey right now is the net unfavorability that Joe Biden has with Hispanic voters. And we have what happened in Texas's 34th congressional district last night, something that hasn't happened since really reconstruction. We're going back, I think it is to the 1870s. And I walked our audience through a lot of that data, but I know that you have been a watchman on that wall from almost day one. So I'm sure you have some things to say about this. When Republicans had the trifecta of Congress, so you're talking about, you know, 2017 period, 
you would have people like Frank Luntz give presentations to the House Judiciary Committee uh, talking about how you need to do this. This is going to win us votes. People are going to all yelp about Biden. And in many respects, the border is emblematic of every other policy issue. We are only in this position because when Republicans had control, they joined in with it. Okay, it didn't start w- with with Joe Biden's policies. Okay, this is the crescendo. But the bottom line is, we could have dealt with this in the '90s and the early 2000s when Carl um, Rove told Tom Tancredo, "Don't darken the steps of the White House with your presence," you know, because he was fighting them on amnesty, and and it went on all the way through that. And still, they're still doing it privately. They just kind of receded. When they get control, they'll be back to it again. They haven't learned. Uh, remember the autopsy from Mitt Romney? Yeah. Uh, they said Ryan's Priebus, who Trump made his first chief of staff. Uh, yeah, Sean guy. Spicer, who Trump made his first uh, White House spokesperson. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, the yeah. autopsy. So they yeah. run the most liberal, have you killed and have you inherited? So they run the, the most liberal candidate, and then they complain about our views losing. So they said Dick Armey was quoted in there as saying, Republicans are like telling Hispanics you're ugly and then asking them out for a dance. So if you take that logic that amnesty is their love language, so then Biden is telling them they're gorgeous, right? I mean, you've never had a more open borders president than right, that. Right. And the, Dem- the the modern day Democrat Party and the Republicans on paper rhetorically are saying what we're saying more than they've ever said before. And yet, according to Quinnipiac, there's two important data points. Number one. Biden's approval among Hispanics is 24, lower than among whites, which is about 32, which is astounding. And number two, Republicans are downright ahead by three in the generic, um, you know, who would you vote for RD among Hispanics? Even the open borders Republicans, when they were pitching this to us, it's like you said, they said, look, we want to make sure we don't lose it all. We want to cut, you know, cut their lead by five, 10 points. No one ever thought you'd be able to downright win a majority of Mm -hmm. them. This whole thing was a freaking lie, Mm -hmm. but it's but but it's more serious than politics. We are in this position with every single cascading effect of illegal immigration from the last 30 years because of this lie. Because Republicans, when they were in power, abided by this lie. And it's not just immigration. They're doing it on everything. Have you considered this, Steve? On the very day that we took over an 85% Hispanic Democrat district right next to Uvalde, not there, but pretty close, same demographic as what's living in Uvalde, Mitch McConnell announced he's going to support gun control in light of Uvalde, as if that's what those voters are clamoring for. And that is the panic they are sensing and the need to agree to the Democrat premise and address their issue in the way they want it to be addressed. If that were such a potent issue, you would not have seen next door to that district that result last night. Mm. But remember, uh, to vote Republican, to save your Second Amendment rights this fall. Yep. Good to see you as always, Daniel. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Take care. You bet. Always fitting. Uh, to have Daniel sponsored by our uh, friends over at My Patriot Supply. Make sure, you know, you've got J.P. Morgan CEO, uh, Jamie Dimon now, is recently warning everybody to, quote, brace yourselves for what's coming in the economy because, you know, it's just so great right now, right? Okay? I mean, I'm seeing clips of CNN turning on Biden now. I mean, how bad's that got to be if that's going down? Or even CNN's like, we just can't even lie about this anymore. 
make sure you're ready. Uh, you've you've got the peace of mind, a three-month emergency food kit, breakfast, lunch, dinner, snacks, even drinks, uh, the 2,000-plus calories that you need for you and everybody in your household. Uh, you'll save $150 and get free shipping if you get it at preparewithdace.com. Prepare with Dace, D-E-A-C-E, preparewithdace.com. Last for up to 25 years with proper storage. They'll deliver it. Shipping is fast. They'll deliver it um, discreetly as well uh, so that you don't have to advertise it, but you will have the peace of mind of knowing, of knowing that you are taken care of and so are the people that you're caring for when you go to preparewithdace.com. Thoughts on the conversation we just had with Daniel Horowitz? Well, it's it's perfect to combine uh, the two issues there. Listen, after everything that happened, and it's more and more clear if you know what's going on, and a lot of people just don't know, want to know what's going on, but regarding how bad at best the reaction was to COVID and simply tyrannical at worst, yet the Republican reaction after that, in the face of tyranny, is to limit access to guns. If you think things aren't going to get worse still before they get better, you just not only don't understand anything, but you deserve what you're going to get. Sorry. What else is there? What else is there really to say? You know, the the office space uh, quote or little clip, it's not that I'm lazy i just don't care as the wrong clip for mitch mcconnell announcing he's a-okay with states implementing red flag laws that's really a misnomer it's not that they disagree with you it's just that they just hate you people like mitch mcconnell anyway they really do somewhere in the back of those 11 now senators minds they are concerned that one day you will come for them And so they are a-okay with you having a red flag on your head because you think women are women and men are men. They are okay with that. Yep. They are fine. So what are you going to do about that? Because I completely lost my composure. We will have bonus buy, sell, or hold from all the leftover propositions in the overtime. For the rest of you, we will be back again tomorrow, uh, noon to 2 Eastern, right after Glenn Beck. Until then, John 317. This is Steve Dace on the Blaze Radio Network.